What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Game Stays Clay podcast. Back to a full show. Charlie, welcome back, brother. We missed you on the last one. Uh, Matt, you know, we had to hold down the four, but I think, we, I think we had a pretty solid show last time. But uh, Charlie, back in, the, back in action. How you feeling, brother? How, much, uh, how you feeling since the last time you came on, on the show? I approved. I approved. You know, it's been a okay. been a bit been a busy couple of weeks. You know, got my uh, got my third jab on the old shoulder. So for microchip action. I see you. Yeah, you know how it is. But I am ready to talk some dubs as I have ever been. Hell yeah, brother and Matt. Obviously, how you doing, bro? Uh, caught up last time, but yeah, no complaints. Not, man. Things are going good. pretty dang good. That's that's what we love to hear. But hey, things are going well for the Warriors as well, boys. Um, with big, uh, big dub against Minnesota last game. Um, I think uh, it was that Andrew Wiggins game we were waiting for. Great to see. Um, so uh, I just want to get you guys thoughts, man. Uh, just jump right into it. Uh, last game, Minnesota. Uh, Steph coming off that fifty piece. Um, I thought kind of a trap game. You know, we got uh, the next couple games are against uh, better opponents. Timberwolves were on like a I think it was five game losing streak coming into it. Um, so struggling team, but they got solid players. Looked like kind of a trap game, but when the Warriors came out, handled business. Uh, so, uh, what were you guys thoughts about that game? First off, Anthony Edwards, man, he is scary. He's the truth, bro. He's yeah. that dude's nasty. He's a real deal, man. He's his nasty. his first step is so explosive, and we've seen that with a guy like Jordan Poole. But Edwards has the strength. He's got legitimate size. So it, I think he's grown at least two or three inches in the off season and it shows um, yep. he's got so much craft and it's crazy. Like Wiggins, he doesn't really know how to like finish with his left yet, but it just doesn't really matter because like he's so much higher skilled. than yep. everyone else. It's, it's crazy. And they did a lot to throw at him defensively. And, and his, his jump shot, man, his jump shots looking pretty good too. Like if, if he can develop that part of his game, Looking at a superstar. Dude, I'll tell you what. If uh, if Wiggins did not have the game of his life, he would have gotten absolutely torched on uh, Twitter today because Edwards was lighting. Yeah, Edwards was lighting him up. Or just people up. Was, and like that's it's great to see. Yeah, that was the that was the thing that's tough with the Warriors is they had no clue how to play Edwards because they were originally trying to like come under on screens against him. And that didn't work. No, once there, the free ball started falling, it was over. It was always wrap. Yeah, Wiggins was Wiggins got bad luck too. I mean, I'll be dropping it later today, but all the Wiggins tape, like he just had some moments where he would have these lapses, and you know we've seen it like all the time. He has little just random moments where he loses it, and it every time he had a lapse, like it turned into points for Edwards. Open right threes every time, man. He had an open three. There were a couple times where he would just close him out incredibly hard and be, Ant would just be like, thank you, drive the lane, like get fouled, get a bucket. So it's tough. Like, you know, you got to separate it from he didn't do a great job, but also who could have with the way he was playing. No, and also to his credit, it is, it's weird to see. I mean, Wiggins has been a good defender this year. He's not been as good as last year, but it's weird to see a guy blow by Wiggins because – on the ball, he's he's good. He keeps him from his guy usually. But Edwards was just, like you said, any hard closeout, he was gone. Yeah, in such in such a quick amount of time, it's stupid how fast he is. But thank God for Wiggins. On the note of Wiggins, man. Yeah, I was about to say he played. He played well, man. I think it was the first time I've ever seen them like call several plays designed for him to like get a pretty good look in the mm-hmm. mid range. And he actually made like almost all of them. Yeah. And he was just letting the game come to him, man. He wasn't forcing anything. He was taking good shots, attacking the rim. Um, two posters last night. I mean, that the one, on, I think both of them were on cat and like, you could tell like, he was pumped up. Uh, and like, we haven't seen Wiggins that engaged. I feel like in the games, um, yeah, I think he had like three dunks, got fouled yeah. on another. And, like, yeah, and like it. he was perfect in the first half. Like, man was locked in. He wanted he wanted to show like he wanted to show up the fuels. You could tell. Um, but um, they, uh, the other guys too, man. Like everybody's stepping up. Like yesterday, like again, I think Steph had twenty five. 
um, which is still a great, great game. But like by his standards, he had to, you know, he was just going out there and doing his, doing his part. But um, again, we saw the bench guys uh, stepping up. What do you, what do you guys think from uh, outside of Wiggins, everybody else um, contributions last night? I want to talk a little more about Wiggins real quick, just because this is the first time publicly that the Warriors have actually kind of been like, what the hell? Like, dude, you mm-hmm. can, you can do this. Kerr had some comments. I know Steph obviously had his little, like, I want to text Wiggins every game. Yeah. Um, just given the fact that this is the first time they're actually saying, Hey man, this is a little bit ridiculous. Do you think we see a little more of this or is this still kind of a classic Wiggins one-off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, the, that's like the way he's been playing, like the, the way he played last night, it's, 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 you, you, he should be able to play like that consistently. You would think like just the way that the moves he was making, um, just the confidence he was playing with. Um, so yeah, that one off Wiggins, man, if we can get consistent, like Wiggins like that last night, uh, it's, he's going, he's an integral part of the team. And I think like everybody's trying to like tell him that, that, you know, you got to step up now. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just the consistent effort and energy bringing night to night and that it hasn't really been there, but they've seen it. And I think, you know, you see it with the team, they get so pumped up for him when he's playing really well. And when he's playing with energy, like when he's smiling, you know, high-fiving people and there are other games where he's just, you know, all shoulders and he still has the talent to produce on those nights. Um, He's so long, like he's so talented at creating his own space that it'll still get something done. But I think that's what they want to see is they want to see the consistent, aggressive, cutting, playing hard defense, getting out in transition and feeling comfortable in the shots he's taking, not feeling like they're forced, which it didn't feel at all like last night. So I don't feel like the aggression has been there this year on his end, but I do feel like he's been a little smarter off the ball offensively this year. I'm just, I've noticed a lot more backdoor movements from him uh, that we have. I, I think last year, do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. I think what's been big is, actually just like calling plays to get him open, you know, like they had one and one guy I wanted to shout out from last night was Iggy. Like, I think it's just so huge when you're able to take Draymond off the floor and then put in someone who can bring pretty much every single thing to the table as a passer that Draymond does. Mm -hmm. Like he, as a set passer, Iggy can hit pretty much all of those passes. He makes pretty much all of the same reads um, one play last night where they had like Steph setting a little screen just right around the basket just to create an easy little dunk for Wiggins. It's like they just have to show him like you don't have to work all that hard around the rim to get these open looks because guys can't stay physical with you and you're longer than them. Like you can seal them and do all sorts of things with that. That play you're talking about where uh, Steph threw two with the left block, right? And uh, that's like the perfect encapsulation of like what you just said. That's the kind of basket he should be getting two or three of probably every single game. Yeah. They ran it like in the beginning too, just on D'Lo. They just like got the switch onto D'Lo and they're just like one dribble, you know, like go up strong and get over him. Cause D'Lo not going to like take enough contact without like fouling to like stop that shot. So that's just, you- I think hopefully Kerr's like trying to, tinker a little bit and sort of get that aggression going with a few plays like that. Do you guys, do you guys think we're going to see it more consistently though? Like that's the, I know it's the biggest question mark with Wiggins his, his entire career as a warrior, but um, like, would you guys see anything that you saw last night that you might say like, all right, we just, he's got a shot to maybe do this on a nightly basis. My wallet says no, but my heart says yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect way to put it. Like, he does it, you know, like if he can just do like, it's just a few, you know, moves a night. Like he doesn't have to be like what he was last night. Cause last night was like just so off <laughs> the normal Wiggins, you know, he would just be like jab stepping, like taking dudes off the dribble. Like if he, just made that, a, he looked like game. LeBron in, in Boston in like 2012, I think it was <laughs> yeah. in that game six game where he just, he that dropped like 30 in the first half, yeah, like that. had this dirty ass put back off the, uh, off a of free throw. So, yeah. yeah, like not every game he's going to have that kind of motivation, you know, like he wanted it last night and you could tell like, and I hope, you know, I know that we know what the, this Warriors team with like Draymond, Clay, Steph, Iguodala all around, like they're going to, they're going to fuel that fire and you just like, you know, you got to build off this and turn it into something more. So not, not, you mentioned all the, all the core guys, 
early season thoughts, guys. Uh, so, I mean, so far, 10-1, best record in the league. Um, should be 11-0, honestly. Like, that that Grizzlies game is still is still painful. Like, that uh, a couple couple plays here and there away from being 11-0. But there's a lot of stuff that's going right for us this year. Um, what your early season thoughts and the optimism you feel just knowing Clay's coming back, he's looking healthy, or the reports are he's looking real healthy, real good. And, like, he's got a shot to at least be 80%, 90% of what he was in 2019. Um, and then Wiseman, too, he's just right around the corner, um, just another lob threat. Hopefully, defensively, it's gotten a little better. So what? How, how does that all factor into your early season thoughts from where we are right now? I am very optimistic just based off the fact the Warriors have so many pieces to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's been the encouraging fact is – over the last two seasons, it's been like when any role player sort of showed any sort of like anything on either end of the floor, you know, like we were just grabbing onto that and like, wow, maybe they can be something. And early on in this season, we've seen the Gary Payton two break out, not only as a defender, but as a legit like roller and screener. And he's just been like acting like he's a center when he's like six foot four. And you've got Bielitsa just confidently scoring and like dribble driving being such a great passer you've got Otto Porter with the hot hand just willing to take everything Damian Lee has just had an incredible year like there's just so many different guys coming out of the woodwork at once just having their breakouts that that's been the awesome thing is we've just swung from struggling so hard to get that other contribution to now just overflowing with these bench guys playing big time roles for this team yeah, I think I think last night is kind of almost a per- perfect encapsulation of everything you just said. Like every name you just said was a guy who contributed in some way last night. Every single guy you said, and it's it really is. They have they have legitimately ten guys you can throw out there who you're like, okay, I feel I feel solid. I mean, Belly hit. Guy's got great touch by the basket, man. He gets to the hoop and he's got really great touch. He's gonna get you a couple buckets somehow. He's really smart out there, and. Uh, in a not so David Lee like way, he just he somehow does not put himself in the worst position defensively a lot of the time. Like he's he's not good out there, but he doesn't always catch himself getting lit up like you think he might be. Um, yeah, I, I just think I, I don't I don't think this team has had ever, and it's crazy to think that in fourteen through uh, nineteen KDs last year they didn't have a bench like this. Like even if there was one year, there was literally one year where Steph, if he sat, the Warriors were uh, a positive team. There was one year, it was 18, they were plus one when Steph sat, it, which is insane. This, is, this year they're plus, I think, they're outscoring teams by eight points per 100 this year, which has, it's insane. This, this is the year this is happening when Steph's 34 and this team has um, less all-star talent than they've ever had as far as Steph's prime goes. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think that's that's the like that's the best part. Like it's taking such a load off of Steph that you know he doesn't have to be you know the Steph Curry that we see like or we've grown to see you know like the guy that we saw last year that had to drop 30, 40, 50 to win a game. Like Steph can go out there and have nineteen, and you got guys like Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, uh, you know Otto Porter, all these guys, man. Like they're coming in and like they're playing more than their part. GP two. Um, so it's just for Steph to have that luxury, especially as we wait for Clay. And I think it's, even when Clay comes back, it's going to allow him to like really get eased into playing. He doesn't have to, uh, we don't need him to come in and be that superstar that he is and uh, like was before. So, uh, just taking time. So just the luxury to force and obviously we're winning games. So, um, the, I think the, it's, it's crazy to think the potential of this team, knowing that this core was able to go 73 and nine. Um, and like, even against like teams that are like tough, the tougher games coming up, like now you feel like you feel like the Warriors have a chance every night. And if they play to their potential, they will, they should be any team on any given night, which is something we didn't feel the, in like the years past. Yeah, I think that's last year. Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, that's the thing too, with like Curry early on is, you know, like you said, with the last season, it was just, if Steph doesn't have it going, then so it's a wrap. Yeah, it's it. Unless, like, Poole had one of his random just, like, 20-point catch-fire nights that happened Mm -hmm. every month or so, Mm -hmm. you know. But now you have this legitimate second score, and 
we've seen what he's been able to do so far. Like he's just creating so many advantages and being able to create shots. Like even if they haven't been falling on a nice night basis, he's getting them at will. And once clay comes back and they're able to fully integrate this team and have pool coming off the bench with like a full complement of minutes that are all his own with what we've seen are a bunch of great role players. Like this, this team is just set up so well. And I think, you know, we, we looked at this early on in the season. Like when you look at that group of like the prospects too, when you've got Kuminga, Moody and Wiseman with this team at full strength, like just anything from any of those guys, especially if it's coming from Wiseman in the front court is just going to push this team to a cherry on top. Cherry on top. Yeah. They're in a really interesting spot. I was kind of thinking of this earlier. Like, I don't know of the guys of their, their veteran players. And like, I have pool in that group now just because of their, their team and how important he is. I don't know who's expendable to them outright. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who's a guy like, Hey, we can trade this guy away. And like the return we get back is a guarantee to be uh, more impactful. I mean, obviously if you're getting a top 10, 15 player back, it's a whole different conversation, but as far as, you know, moves around the edges, I don't know. Um, it's interesting to think about how this team can improve um, with some of the role players they have. I also have some complaints. Um, I love Jordan Poole. Uh, he's great. I still think the ceiling is through the roof, but the guy needs to go to the goddamn hoop, man. Yep. No, I'm with you there. Yep. And he looks great doing it. Like, he's, it he's, got, he's got a fucking nice-ass handle. Bro. <laughs> like the, His first step is ridiculously quick, and he can get to the rim any possession. Like he, I, I totally agree. Once that guy's within three or four feet – he is so clever and so crafty that if he's decisive, he's getting a decent look up. Um, he's shooting them more than half his shots from behind the arc, which I think it's, it's pretty close. It's like 50, 53% of his shots have been behind the three point line and 47 have been twos. And I guarantee it's, uh, he's kind of stepped away from that mid range and floater game. We kind of saw in preseason. And if he starts down there, if he starts going to the basket, starts with that pull up game, he's going to have a lot better luck scoring on the outside too. Cause he's making life, really hard on himself a lot of the time mm-hmm. if he just goes again we, we all just said it guys this guy gets to the fucking hoop whenever he wants to when that will and he's clever when he does like you get down there man the rest is going to open up so much more and i feel like he kind of lose it he's obviously such a confident player and like it's pretty easy to see but he also looks he looks rattled sometimes last last night he shot a three off the top of the backboard that was in kind of important possession um and it kind of seemed like those misses pile up on him. You know what I mean? You're going to, if you keep taking tough pull up threes, dude, like he's learning, obviously he's 30 year player and it's going to get better, but those misses pile up. They affect his confidence. Like, dude, he's, I, I can't wait for the year to progress and see how much the guys are getting in his ear about going to the fucking hoop. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you there. I think that it like, you know, I think it's a cliche to say like to a guy to build his game inside out, but especially to a guy like pool who, you know, he's not like a – there are guys, you know, it's like Gary Trent Jr. just takes like 90% of his shots around the three-point line and like a ton of long twos because that's just, you know, he can't beat them, so he's just got to take them. Like mm-hmm. we've seen Poole just eat guys alive at the perimeter. Like he's so good at getting downhill. Like he's really good at angling his body. He finishes with either hand. I don't see – you know, like it's just purely down to what he wants to do and his own confidence and it's not a question of ability which is a good problem to have you know like i'd much rather he struggle with the confidence to do so than struggle with the ability to do so because mm-hmm. it's much easier to work on the first one than the second that's yeah, i think yeah and i think matt you said it like i think watching him progress throughout the season we're 11 games in like he's like guys like draymond step they're gonna be in his ear like the whole like you know play smarter like do what you got to do so i mean I think yeah. Throughout the season, I think we're going to see him really, uh, really progress real well. Did you did you guys see the video of Draymond like <laughs> jump off the bench to like yeah, they saw yeah, the pool? Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I a buddy of mine sent that to me this morning. I don't think there's a player in the NBA that I would least want to have like sitting up and walking towards me like that, and like Draymond that. Green. That is terrifying. I think <laughs> Stephen Adams, man, that's the guy. That's a great answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Jokic's brothers—they're kind of in the news right now. 
those dudes, Jokic too, man. I, I don't know. If yeah, that's with those guys. I'm trying to uh, come up with. This I'm very sick of the uh, the Heat. Like, do all the Heat guys in that fight? Yeah, and they're not gonna do anything. What's, bro. They're, what's they're in the, the Russian. Heat, what's with the Heat people pretending like Udonis Haslam is just like waiting around to like fight someone all the time? Like, yeah. They're all millionaires on the court. Like they're just gonna like fall around and like. Bro, they're gonna talk. They're gonna commit a couple pushes, shows here and there, but you're not doing anything else. Dude, there. like that that hit was the most violent that like modern basketball is ever gonna be. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that's gonna be. Yeah, that's like we're not gonna see shit like that. Especially, I, I will say, I think Jokic has gotten this look in his eye a couple times, and last time I think I can think of it was with Booker last season in the playoffs. Yeah, right. I think. I don't think his human soul is in him any longer. So I don't know. He freaks me out. That's a guy I'm not fucking with. But you guys, you were no, super Sion mode, bro. That dude, that dude came alive. It was ridiculous. He like, don't like, hit the Serbian guy. Just don't. Like, yeah, hit that just guy. don't. And like, especially when he's got two brothers that look like they could be in the mob. Like, could be probably um, in the mob. <laughs> the fucking Serbian mob. I don't want to fuck with those guys, bro. Anyone who like signs their tweet. Like yeah, that's also like kind of a that's, threat. Like that's, that's really scary. That's, people I, I, who don't know how Twitter works and are that big are are scary. Ex- yeah, that's exactly. Problem, man. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> there's no time for reason. there's no time for Twitter when you're just like mashing people into the dirt. You know, real, there's no time for Twitter when you're protecting your seven foot one brother. <laughs> you know, who happens to be the NBA MVP? Um, but, uh, we definitely got a. Um, we definitely got to touch on the Draymond. Uh, oh, we have, uh, we going back to the Warriors. Yep. Back to yeah. The Warriors. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond Green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your, yeah, that, yeah, that, that thing. Uh, you know, um, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's that bad. Like I think just yeah. well, when you, was they say quad contusion? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you'll be out a couple of games just precautionary, but, um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything serious. Um, yeah, yeah it's gonna, I think today. and I think we'll be able to. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be two tough games. I think we got the Bulls and then uh, I don't know. Is it the Nets after that? Um, might be Charlotte the Bulls and the Charlotte. Hornets and then the Nets. Yeah, and then the Nets. Yeah. So I mean, I think it'll be one, two games tops, but um, hopefully nothing too serious. He's hundred percent back by. He's back by Tuesday at the latest. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's yeah. a chance. I mean, he got he got knee in the leg. Not hurts like shit. And if you just if you saw where he got knee, it doesn't. And you touch that part of your leg, it's it's not a good spot, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's Draymond. He'll he'll be okay. Like I, guys, he's a man. Yeah, I'm not worried about it really. He'll he'll hopefully be back tonight. Matt, I love the uh, <laughs> I love the idea you threw out um, for this real or fake on the Warriors stat so far. So if you can think of like a team stat for the Warriors, they're pretty much leading the league in it right now <laughs> and uh, my, my money's on them probably not leading the league in everything uh <laughs> at the end of the season so we well, let's go through it like let's sort of feel out like okay. where we're I'm at gonna, like, i'm gonna toss one out for you guys i tossed out earlier again for the first if this holds up it'll be the first time and the only time during the the kerr era that uh, the Warriors are winning non-Steph minutes, and they're winning those minutes by 8.3 points per 100 possessions, okay? Uh, is that real or is that fake? I'm going to say that's real just because earlier in the pod you said that the bench was plus 8. So <laughs> I think based on that deduction, I might say real. Will that keep up? <laughs> Will that keep up? Probably not. I don't think so, but hey, if it does... Uh, the way they're playing, I mean, it looks in, they're they're doing it. Eleven games is some is enough to deem consistency. So, you know, if they're able to keep this up, man, this this is really going to be a dangerous team down the stretch. But I'm gonna go yeah, real. I think, like you said, you know, eight eight point three is obviously a little uh, a little crazy. Like a little crazy, but I but, can see. It. What was that other season where they had like a plus one differential? Plus one, and that was when they had Kevin Durant and his. In his prime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're close to treading water, like the fact that you're going to have Jordan Poole probably for half the season, like coming off the bench, getting a lot of his minutes with the bench. And when you have everyone fully integrated, there's just going to be so much talent around. Like, you know, they're not plus eight real, but like, is this really going to be one of the better benches of the Warriors area? Like, 
I think so. Just because it's just so, so deep. Yeah, I agree. I think they keep winning these minutes long-term again. I mean, when Clay comes back, it's like you said, they're deep. That adds to their depth. You know, you put Clay Thompson in the second unit, obviously he'll start, but I'm saying with that second unit, when, when uh, Poole is leading it, I don't know who's keeping up with Jordan Poole and, uh, and Clay Thompson. You know, if, if uh, Wiseman's running down the middle too, it'll be hopefully pretty impressive. Uh, just to clarify, though, real or fake? So these are real numbers I'm using, but uh, I'm asking you guys if they're going to keep up, though. Well, this is a real thing for the season. So, okay, gotcha. I just one. thought you were trying to yeah, trick me. Like you were trying to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey. I was like, all right, man, I see you. He's trying to pull a fast one right like, there. But, this uh, idiot already told us the answer to this one. Yeah, I know. I was like, hey, man, you can't trick me. I got this on tape. I was like, uh, man, he's thinking really hard about it. Oh, no, he doesn't know. <laughs> that, is, that is gold. That's awesome. You did. You did. Um, yeah, that was good. Let's keep it simple. The Warriors have the best defense in the NBA right now. Best defensive rating, I should say, but, you know. Uh, is that real or fake? I think that's real, man. I, I, I can see us being a very solid defensive team. Just um, the, the personnel we have, uh, you know, Wiggins, Draymond, obviously, GP2. Um, the team, Steph, like Steph's defensive strides this year. Um, like, I think it's it's crazy how well they have played, but – when you think about it, if Wiseman comes back and can be that rim protector that we need, um, and if Clay can come back to anything close to what he was, um, I think I think we got a solid defensive team uh, on the cards, man. Yeah, I mean, last year they didn't have, I think, the full complement of personnel they would have wanted to sort of put that uh, put that defense out there, and they still were a top five, six, like whatever whatever way you want to rate a defense. And I think that's only going to go up from here. Do I think they're going to be number one by the end? Probably not. Like just, you know, those regular season jazz and Rudy Gobert, like he always is just going to pull so you, them back. You, to you might top. say elite defense, real best in the league. Probably not. Yeah. Best in the league, probably not, but it, elite, yeah. Definitely. yeah, it's still elite. It's still elite for sure. Yeah, I agree. It'll be it'll be really curious to see just how it shapes out. This is one thing I'm really curious to see when Clay and Wiseman get back is uh, how does the defense hold up? I don't think I don't know if Wiseman will play enough minutes to affect it. Um, and I think Clay is a smart enough team defender to where it, he can be effective still. But that'll be one thing I'm very curious to see when they both get back. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with uh, this team right now is the fourth best rebounding team in the league, despite not having played a single seven-footer as of yet. Real or fake? I do I do like the fact that they have really good rebounding guards. I mean, we know that Steph is good, but Damian Lee showed a lot. Um, obviously, he's not getting the playing time, but Moses Moody loves to work on the glass. Like, Gary Payton is going to be a monster there, and... Looney, you know, he's serviceable when he plays. Like, <laughs> I think they have a really good team rebounding together. I don't really think that's going to keep up. Um, part of that is because I just think, you know, like you, you just need the bodies over the course of the season. You know, maybe they'll be sort of in the upper middle of the pack. And I think they can say be, top third. If they can be the top third in the league in rebounding, that's an absolute. Yeah, being in the top yeah. third, that's fine. And I think that the thing that's going to be tough is like Wiseman when he gets back, like he just did not look good from like a fundamental rebounding mm-hmm. standpoint last year. Positioning was not awesome. Yeah. Like I think people just do the like one-to-one like, Oh, we're going to get the really large guy back. So we'll be better at rebounding. Um, when in actuality, like it's, it's not out of the question that like a JTA auto Porter front court could be better at rebounding just because, they're veterans. They know where to be. They know how to box out. Like this is not a slide against Wiseman. You know, it's just that asking a 20 year old to like push your rebounding over the top is really tough. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Gotham? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I think you guys hit it. Um, I think especially, I forget if it was last night or the game before, but um, just the amount of offensive rebounds we're giving up. Um, like you said, I think we have great rebounding guards, um, but at some point, not having big enough guys is going to be 
uh, a problem. But I think, uh, I mean, yeah, like you guys said, top third in rebounding, that's, that's, a, that's a steal. And that's all you can ask for, especially with the personnel right now. Yeah, I kind of, I think I agree mostly. I, I do think, I think they will stay in the top 10. I, I don't think adding four would be absolutely preposterous. If that happens, then they're going to win 60 games. But um, I don't think there are that many teams that can punish the Warriors in the glass. Like Valanciunas kicks their ass every time. You know what I mean? Last mm-hmm. night, they're, the Wolves are super crazy athletic and young. Like that makes total sense. But I don't know how many other teams there are like that that are going to totally punish the Warriors in that way. So I think that'll, uh, I think that'll keep up. Uh, my last one I have here for the day is Pool Jordan Poole as an 18-point per game. He's 17.6 uh, as of now. But Poole as an 18-point per game scorer. Um, I'm going to ask real or fake, and you can kind of go either way with this one. You can say it's fake because it's going up. Uh, it's real. That's right around where he is, or uh, you don't think he maintains that. What do you guys think, real or fake? Man, 18 is like – is that what he's averaging right now? He's at 17.6 right now, but before last night, he was uh, 18.4, 18.6, I think. I think it's going to go up, not much. So I think it's mostly real. Like, I think the 20, 21 range feels good. I think part of that, you know, like I give him that room because, you know, it's been a great start, but based off, I will, based off what I saw in the preseason, like I kind of expected a little more. And the thing is with pool, like he is such an insane worker. Like they all attest to that. And I don't doubt that he's just going to be getting better at everything that they tell him, you know, like he's piled up. I think 12 free throws since Aki got on him in three games uh, when they were giving him crap for only getting like eight tries in eight games. And Just to push back, I think nine of those were in so. one game. No, I know. Like a lot coming in one game, but I have faith that like he's going to take these things to heart and that he has like the talent to back up the things that he's going to try to focus on. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, man. I think uh, I, I think I agree with Charlie. I think twenty twenty one would be uh, where I would have thought he'd be. Um, but if if he does stay eighteen, like that, that's fine as well. Like I think he's he's producing a perfect amount. Um, he stepped up in games where um, Steph hasn't had a good shooting night, so he's had to take the load. And he's he had that thirty six point night. He had I think twenty eight or something uh, the game after that. So um, he's shown that he can um, step up when he needs to. But um, I think average wise with it's going to be plus two around the same 18 to 21 i'd say but um so mostly real yeah i agree i think it's right around his area i think it any i wouldn't be surprised it's 17 5 to 21 that'll all kind of make sense to me i do think though just given the skill and the um talent he showed i think the more he gets used to the nba season i think that goes up uh, mm-hmm. To be clear, if he's a 21 point per game scorer and he's coming off the bench for the second half of the season, I mean, crazy. Sign him up for uh, MIP, hopefully, and maybe six man. Get me that two grand, baby. We all got money on yeah, that. Good God, man. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you guys what is what is Poole as a shooter, you think? I mean, actually, though, he's right now, I think he's at like 32 or 33%. I think he's probably a better shooter than a 33% shooter from downtown. Yeah. Um, but given his shot selection, which you can probably assume gets better throughout the year or kind of hope, what what level of shooter do you actually think he is? I'd say like 37, 38, I think if he can get up there. And I think with just with the, like you said, with, as he gets um, like, just gets more of a season under his belt, um, having uh, just better shots that he takes. I think that percentage goes up. He's a great shooter. Um, he can hit any wide open shot. Um, he can shoot off the dribble as well. So um, he's going to make his shots. I think that percentage goes up. Um, but yeah, 37, 38. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, I think he takes probably too many difficult shots. Not that, you know, he seeks them out. It's that, you know, a lot of them are called for him. Like they yeah. they know like what he's capable of and that he's able to do these like flying dribble handoffs, you know, just like dead sprinting to his right or his left. Like it doesn't matter. And he's taking them and hitting them, you know, like he's he's a real threat. And I think – you know, the thing that I think about more with his shooting is, you know, if he can get to 35, 36, 37 range, that's great. If he's taking this diet of shots, the question is, you know, if the defense is like respecting you out to like 28 feet or whatever it may be that he can comfortably get to, like, now what do you do? Like, are you getting downhill on these closeouts? Are you 
attacking the rim? Are you getting to the line? Are you hitting like the skip guys in the corner who are actually open? Because teams are already just seeing him as a threat and like, they're not going to let him take easy shots. So it's, can you break them down when they're trying to deny you those shots? Yeah, I think that's it, man. I think um, we're going to keep hitting on him, man. The more respect he gets in downtown, the better for him because he's, he's got elite potential um, inside the three-point line. Uh, I also just want to tag real quick. That guy is a really, really clever passer off the dribble once he gets inside, mm-hmm. man. Yep. He's got a little bit of Steve Nash, like, and again, not saying he's Steve Nash at all, but like getting into the paint. And if he's, he can probe a little bit and find a cutter through the paint, or if he's actually in the paint, that he's really good at finding that baseline cutter. Mm-hmm. And that's something the Warriors for guys that, that, I mean, they got Wiggins who can get the paint every now and then, right? But there's not anybody else besides Steph, but Steph's not really, not because he can't, he just seems like he's not really trying to attack the, attack the rim that, right, that much right now. But him being able to do that is going to pay off a lot this year. Um, I do think, though, uh, it's time for us to take a quick break for our sponsors from Anchor, and I'm going to talk about that real quick. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Matt, again, thank you for those Anchor messages. Shout out Anchor. Um, we'll sponsor you guys for sponsoring us. Um, so welcome back, guys. Um, we got, you know, we got a little into the season so far, how the season was going. Matt confused the shit out of me with uh, his real or fake <laughs> for that one. Um, I'm still wondering how I got that so wrong. But um, I should have clarified, kinda, man. It's my bad, not you. Nah, man, you're chilling. It was, we got a nice little sound bite. But, um, you know, the uh, we obviously covered the season, but as we kind of taper off this conversation, who would you guys say is your favorite player so far, best player, most surprising, whatever? Like, who? Which, what's the one player that's, like, stood out to you guys this season so far? Definitely not uh... – in the best category, but I think the guy who has surprised me the most and really been a shock is Damian Lee. Uh, and I don't want to say shock, you know, like didn't, you know, didn't see him being a great player anytime soon, but man, just like the year over year development, has just been crazy. You know, like he's just looking so confident with his shot, like the way the Warriors are willing to put him in offensive situations specifically running offense for him at times and using him as that other option. I mean, like if you're Draymond and you're standing at the high post, like you got Steph and clay already flying off you, like running these screens. Now you got Damien Lee. Now you got Jordan Poole. Like it's just endless weapons and he looks so confident. And I also just love the way he rebounds the ball. Like he's just attacking the glass on defense. And like, he's got a real toughness to him and that's just what this, what this Warriors team needs. Like they need a guy who's confident. They need someone who hits shots, someone who plays with hustle, plays with some heart. And like, he just embodies this Warriors team. Always just next man up, like every guy doing their job. Yeah. He you is know? actually like a perfect example of that. The fact that uh, we had, and again, pools and pools are pretty dang good, but the fact that we had the expectations we had for pool, but Damian Lee has actually stepped into some of that role as kind of the reliable uh, shot maker or just kind of connector has been pretty, pretty cool. And confidence has also been huge. Like he actually, we saw a little bit of that floater game last year that he's actually kind of shown more this year. And he kind of, he wants some big shots now. He doesn't seem rattled at all. Like he's taken and made some really big shots in multiple games. So Charlie, I, uh, I approve of that pick, man. P. Matt, who's, uh, who's your guy? I got GP2, dude. Uh, I got GP2. Uh, he, I'm kind of looking at this as like an exceeds expectations award. And, you know, coming into the season, I think we all knew Gary Payton was or is a, an elite defender, but he has probably on like a minute, on a permanent basis, contributed to winning more than anybody else. And that shows in the stats as well. I think he's got some like absurd plus 32 <laughs> per 100 rating right now because when he goes in there, he's just killing everybody. Uh, I think he's also averaging like five steals per 36. So it's just, I don't know. This guy's wild, man. He's, a, he's a crazy man, but he gets in there and every single time, he provides so much energy on both ends. I don't think uh, they win last night's game without him. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but he just, he provides so much energy to that team, man. He provides athleticism. He provides a weird uh, vertical presence in the paint, which the Warriors haven't had. And all of a sudden they have it in a six, three guy who's throwing down some of the dirtiest dunks I've seen from like a non Westbrook guard in the last few years. So uh, again, he brings on defense. He makes guards lives. Hell 
He's one. I'm, I'm sure every single minute he's been out there. So the player of the, my player thus far is GP two. Fantastic selection. I uh, just think off bounce alone and posters per mm. five games, man, that man is, he's averaging like one poster a game. I'm pretty sure it's ridiculous. We've um, talked about it before in green room too, but like, he's been my favorite just like, you know, there's always just like a little quirk that some guys have that you just love watching. And I love Gary's insistence on jumping as high as he fucking possibly can just to get a defensive rebound with no one even close to him. Like that is just awesome. And just the that fact that he has, he has law plays being run for him as a six, three guy. It's ridiculous. Six, three, six, four guy. Ridiculous, man. Oh, um, that play where they just run like the loop. It's the JaVale McGee play, bro. Ja- they ran that for JaVale, who's like eight inches taller and has bounce. And they're running this for GP2, and it's great, man. It's it's fun to watch. It electrifies the crowd. Um, Charlie, Matt, I think you guys both, both took uh, hit, hit it with the players, man. But my, uh, my, my guy is uh, Jordan Poole, bro. I, I think with the expectations that he had coming into the season um, to be that – Second guy on the Warriors who, um, you know, can, you know, just level the, just balance his team, whatever, um, while Clay is out, help Steph out. Um, obviously, we knew they were going to be growing pains, but I mean, the guys won us some games this season. Um, he had the, the 36.1 comes to my, my mind right away. And then I think he had like 27, 28 the next game um, for two dubs. So um, just the way he has already contributed and the, um, the upside on it, man. Like the improvement we're gonna see uh, this season. We're seeing vets are like Steph already said how important JP is gonna be to winning, winning on this team. Uh, you see Draymond uh, Wiggins. I'm sure all these guys Iggy are all gonna be like in his ear how to get better. And he's um, consistently been said to be one of the hardest workers, if not the hardest worker on the team. Um, so just the strides we're gonna see. I think uh, real gem that we got, um, obviously there's growing pains. Um, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, just the shot selection driving to the hoop, but, um, with time, I think w- with what he's done so far, and especially given the expectations, um, you could have asked for anything uh, more than when we're getting right on. It's, it's helping us be 10 one. And like, that's nothing to take away from Steph and Draymond. I just want everybody that's listening that, I think the praise of Jordan Poole is not meant to be a slice. It's not. It's not slight. Our actual the two MVPs. I think we're very clear on who the two best. Yeah, we we've got we've got a top two solidified. Um, But uh, this is yeah. This uh, I think I think all three of those guys, man, uh, really hit it. Um, So this week, uh, obviously tonight we got the Bulls. Um, Tough team, good team, uh, fun to watch, man. Really love watching Lonzo Levine. Caruso, DeRozan, all those guys, man, they, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Um, I think they're kind of like plateauing off that hot, hot start. Um, they've lost a couple games, but um, still a dangerous team. Um, at home, Warriors taking business there so far. Uh, still that fucking Memphis game. But what do you guys want to see from the Warriors as they – I think I think Chicago is probably the best team that we've played. Um, and we're going to get a lot more of those as we get the Nets later this week. But – um, what do you guys want to see against uh, against the Bulls tonight? Um, a team that uh, really another like statement game for the Warriors. I want to see a, a win. I mean, it's, it goes without saying, but this is the best I know, right? This is uh, Goff. I'm trying to one up you, man. Uh, but Hell yeah, <laughs> I uh, it's the best offense they've played. They're, they they uh, they have a couple of electric guys in uh, DeRozan and Levine who the Warriors aren't necessarily perfectly equipped to handle. So I'm curious as to how they do that. Uh, important to note that uh, Busevich is out. He uh, he got COVID, so he's oh, out. That's true. So um, again, the reason I say a win in this case, I know it sounded silly, but they're probably not going to have Dre, and mm-hmm. so it might have been shocked up of like, oh hey, it might be probably a loss. You don't have Draymond. You're playing one of the best offenses in the league, or most explosive offenses in the league at least. Um, it would kind of make sense to chalk up an L on the calendar, you know. Um, so again, if they can if they can pull out a win tomorrow, it's a good win. They're missing their best defender. Um, the, the Bulls missing one of their best players. So hopefully the Warriors can pull it out. I'm looking to see how they handle a couple of dynamic scores in the wings because they haven't had that just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm hoping again for a, a bounce back pool game as well. Yeah. I, uh, I think the one thing that's going to be tough is you got to fight on the perimeter really hard against the Chicago team. Like Lonzo and Caruso 
Caruso especially is not giving you anything. I would not be shocked if they're just planting him directly on Steph because screens are just nothing to him. Like he is so good at navigating and that's a lot of what the offense is generated for Steph is through off the ball. So you definitely want a guy like that on him and you need someone to break like that third, uh, that third defender. Like you need one of Wiggins or Poole to really be getting their looks when they're off of Lonzo and they're off of Caruso, like DeRozan, you know, these other guys are not bad defenders, but it's when you're dealing with a guy like Caruso and Lonzo, you want the easier matchups and you got to be able to take care of it like that. Um, I think their front court is going to be pretty rough without Vucevic. I think it's Williams like, is also done for the season. So mm-hmm. who is Patrick Williams? Yeah. Patrick Williams oh. out. Um, I mean, they play sort of smaller anyways, but like Elise Johnson, uh, you know, like I'm not worried too much about him. Uh, like I don't even know who they're, is he their true backup? Like, who is the real backup center right now? You're the guy, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm letting you guys down here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, this this Bulls team, they're really, really good. But I think we're catching them at a time where, you know, like, that's tough for any team to just have the player out. Um, also, shout out to Woj for just completely fucking Dude, making it seem like he died, bro. My God. It's been, been like, seven hours. Like, COVID yesterday. Up. God. Yeah, it's so tough. I was I saw you still tweet. up. Like I don't know what he's doing. Like, yeah, yeah for real, that was a very misleading tweet. Oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah, that that's tough for this Bulls team and like there's they're still coming together, but I expect there definitely to be some fireworks tomorrow. Like DeRozan has been just scorching hot and you know, we'll we'll need a big game from Steph breaking through that defense, I think, uh, to be able to pull this one out. Also a big, big test for JP, man. Like he's again, like you said, Lonzo and uh and Caruso in their backcourt. It's a tough, tough matchup. A lot of length. Like you said, Caruso is just an absolute hawk, man. He does not stop. So again, it's gonna be probably not just a, a boon, but pretty helpful if if Poole can step out of what he was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys hit it, man. I think uh again, it's gonna be another good test for the bench. I think we're gonna need them to to show up like they have. Um, but uh, you know the pole plus eight thing. It's gotta, it's gotta come true tomorrow. <laughs> um, hopefully it stays real. But um, because uh, the biggest thing with this, the, our bench, and uh, obviously with this team in general, is going to be consistency. And tomorrow is going to be one of those like, okay, can we do this on a nightly basis? Um, we've seen it so far in the uh, in the homestand um, against teams that we should be beating. Um, I think there's no surprises um, out of all the wins that we've had so far. Um, so this Bulls this Bulls game, um, like you guys said, Lonzo and Caruso are going to be uh, going to be a menace in that backcourt. Uh, both of them can shoot. Lonzo's uh, shooting really well this season. If Lights out, man! Last game, crazy. He's automatic. Years. Yeah, it's, seven, it's like yeah. seven for ten. Like he was, she's been killing it. Um, and they're a fun young team, man. They they like to run. Obviously, Levine's got balance for days. And like, like you guys said, DeRozan is uh, DeRozan's just he's automatic from that mid range. So I'm um, going to be a good test. Um, the, the, hopefully that defensive uh, defensive team shows up tomorrow night because, uh, like like you said, Charlie, there's going to be fireworks. That Chicago team can score. Uh, but so can the Warriors. Uh, I mean, we're going to need a Steph game. It's going to need to be an all-around team effort. But um, I, as optimistic as I normally am, I do – I'm a little worried about this one. But, you know, it's just going to be another good test uh, early in this year. You just want to see what this team can do. You got to imagine uh, JTA starts with Draymond. Yeah. I think – yeah, okay, I think yeah, so. I think they'd probably want to keep Iggy in place instead of shifting him. Uh, I think that just makes more sense as a one-for-one one substitution because JTA's role has been a little less defined, mm-hmm. more matchup-based, and as far as you know, direct Draymond substitutes, you're not going to get a whole lot <laughs> that replaces everything he does. But JTA is pretty damn close, so got to feel good about that. Also, I had to look it up, and their backup center is Tony Bradley, and. Oh. I I'm I'm a I'm a Tony Bradley fan, yeah. so I feel bad for disrespecting my guy. Uh, yeah, guys, come on. He's just like Kavon who can jump. Um, you got serviceable. We hips. call that we call that Tim Duncan, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Prime, so. <laughs> yeah. prime Hakeem. Uh, yeah, that's what that is. 
<laughs> well, I think in the spirit of uh, Gotham, we got to ask, what's the prediction, guys? Prediction, man. I, you know what? I'm gonna stay with my optimism. I think I'm gonna go. It's gonna be a close one. I think we're gonna get a one fifteen, one ten Warriors. Um, I'm not entirely confident with that one. Um, this is more just me living up to my mo. But um, if, if we can pull off a dub tonight, man, uh, I'd be very, very happy and very, very surprised. And that plus eight is gonna be a big deal. Plus eight podcast, man. Plus eight podcast. Uh, I think no Draymond is tough, but I still think they have the pieces to do it defensively. I think Chicago is just, they're very tough right now, but I'm, I'm looking for a big bounce back game from Wiggins on defense. I think he really showed out offensively, but Anthony Edwards kind of took his lunch a few times and I don't think he'll want DeRozan to be doing that to him. Uh, and I think he has a good game, so I'm going 101-96 Warriors. Okay. 101-96 Warriors. Charlie, love that you brought up Wiggins. Uh, two things I want. One of them is the same thing you said. I want to see Wiggins attack, and I want to see Jordan Poole attack. Uh, if those two things happen, win or loss, I'll be pretty happy. Um, my Again, this is my pessimistic gut. Usually it says a Warriors L. I always feel bad, and I look at Gotham when I say that. I feel like <laughs> I should just say dub. So I'm a... Uh, I do think without boost, they're going to struggle. And like you said, their, their, uh, their depth is not, it's not great. So I'm going to roll with uh, Warriors 10. I'm going to say 112. I think gonna, they're going to score tomorrow. I'm going to say Bulls 104. I'm going to say eight point victory for our dubs. Eight point dubs. All right, man. So we got three, three W's uh, on the cards. Um, some solid reasoning behind all of them. So I think, you know, that just means it's going to be a dub. Um, we've been pretty good, honestly, so far this season. The times we have, we've, we've been. Pretty uh, pretty accurate on predictions in the a bunch uh, of homers who who uh, a bunch of homers who predict victories and our team is ten and one. So. Ten and one, <laughs> and I think that Grizzlies that Grizzlies game was one of the ones we did predict and got that one wrong. So um, there's balance and everything, man. Um, but other than that, boys, fun fun fun, fun ass podcast. Um, great episode, uh, Charlie, Matt. You guys got anything you guys want to shout out? Coming out soon. Uh, I will probably be throwing up a little. Andrew Wiggins tape from his big game against Minnesota up later today. Uh, Hell yeah. Have that up on the old Twitter sphere at Clathius 11. If you want to check it out, I always have fun doing a little player eval stuff for the Warriors. Uh, you know, getting starting to get some, you're starting to get some traction on those too, man. I've seen the numbers go up. It's uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, shout out, shout out to our guy, Sheed for always throwing me the retweet on that. Uh, Hell yeah. that's a, that's our dude. Uh, Shout out Warriors World. How about you, Matt? Uh, I'm hoping to get back in the riding game soon, guys. I uh, planned my whole year out as a for my teaching stuff, so that's all that's all done. So I'm hoping to get back into this. I also really do uh, want to plug Charlie really hard because Charlie has been pumping out some really great, uh, thorough but digestible content uh, on Twitter. So go follow him on Clatheus Eleven. That's right, Charlie. Right? Yes, sir. Clatheus Eleven, uh, and go learn some more about some the Warriors and go learn more about hoops. My guy, Charlie. Yeah, man. I, Charlie, <laughs> just go follow him. Clay Peace 11, go watch. I watch all of those. Um, so does Matt. It's great content. Um, Thanks, it's like a basketball for dummies. You, you feel so smart after you watch but it. Don't retweet because we don't want his ego getting too big, okay? We got to keep him here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to keep him here. We can't let him go big time. We can't let him go big time on us. But Strictly watch it. Do not share it. Do not interact. Don't share it. Don't just pretend you didn't see it, but see it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, guys, um, got a fun week coming up. A lot more uh, green rooms, pregames, um, and hopefully get another pot up later this week. But other than that, guys, Games with Clay Pod signing off. Peace. Peace. All right, guys.